You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Rose, you are now baptized into the death of Jesus. You're buried with Christ and alive with Him and covered with the robe of His righteousness and adopted into the family of God and given the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and your sins are forgiven and you're born again. God be praised. Now, there might be times later in your life when the devil will come along as he has come along to tempt the rest of us to sin and to fear and especially to doubt. The, the sin of unbelief, the, to, to doubt that, that, your, that your faith is strong enough or that you truly are a Christian. The rest of us have faced these doubts and these temptations. And the danger that we face on that day is that we would look to, to the strength of our own faith for assurance. Rose, this day gives you the answer to the devil's temptations. I am baptized, you will say. God has called me to be his own dear child. And there is nothing that the devil can can do to undo that, to undo this, this day, this gift and this promise, this baptism. For you, Rose, and for all of us, we live and we die in this confidence, as did our brother Lazarus. In the Gospel text this morning, Jesus puts before us two men A rich man, we don't know his name, and our brother Lazarus. The rich man has everything that anyone could possibly want in this life. Listen to how Jesus describes the rich man. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. Jesus throws in all these extra adjectives just to make sure that we know that this guy has a life of excess and a life of abundance. The rich man had all that you could possibly want, a home with a yard and a gate around it and a wall. He had a closet full of the finest clothing. His servants had the best materials to prepare feasts for him and his family and his friends. The rich man, we would say it like this, the rich man had arrived. We don't know how he got there, but he was at the end of where most of us would like to be. In fact, at the end of what most of us are pursuing. And when we wake up in the morning and we get ready for work and we think about the day that's in front of us or the year that's in front of us or the life that's in front of us, we think about this rich man's kind of life, a life of having enough, having more than enough. Now, this stands in stark contrast to Lazarus. This rich man has everything, and Lazarus has nothing. Here's how Jesus describes him. And at his, the rich man's gate, was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. And moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. That's disgusting. (laughs) It's difficult to imagine a a, a stronger or starker contrast 
Here's the rich man covered in fine clothes, and here's Lazarus covered in boils and sores and pus. Here's the rich man feasting on whatever he wants, the best of food, and here's Lazarus starving, hoping for a crumb or some scrap of spoiled and thrown away food. Here's the rich man with all the comforts of life. And here's Lazarus surrounded by a pack of dogs licking him. Now, the more we can see this contrast in our imagination, these two men, the better. In fact, if we can smell it in our imagination, it's going to be even better. The fine aromas of, of the rich man's house, the, his, his perfumed clothes in the closet, his roasting meat and spices in the kitchen, and compare that with Lazarus, with a stink the aroma of death it would make you walk on the other side of the street to get around them. And while we know that all of us in one way or another are pressing toward the kind of life that this rich man has, all of us are also doing everything that we can to avoid ending up where Lazarus is. But we know that Jesus is setting us up. Because things are about to change. It's time for both Lazarus and the rich man to die. And if we thought that there was quite a difference between the conditions of their life in this world, differences in their earthly life, just wait until they come to the life to come. The contrast is is even more extreme when they die. Jesus gives it to us like this. The poor man, Lazarus, died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. While the rich man also died and was buried. And being in Hades, that's hell, and being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and he saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side, and he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. Now, dear saints, there's a lot of theology in the text. In fact, this text, more than any other text in the entirety of the Scriptures, gives us the clearest picture of what we call the intermediate state. The time between our death and the resurrection when our bodies and our souls are separated from each other. Uh, It's the clearest text. That doesn't necessarily mean it's clear. We can't answer every question from this text, but this is the text where we find almost all the answers that the Scriptures give. In fact, this text is also the text where we learn that the angels are the ones who carry our souls, uh, the souls of the Christians to be before the face of Jesus when we die. That's something that we'll sing about during communion. Lord, thee I love with all my heart. And all this theology is fantastic, and in fact, I would encourage you to ask questions about it in Sunday school, because we're going to skip it all now, because the point here is that Lazarus, whose suffering in this life was profound, now in death is comforted. While on the other hand, the rich man who had comfort upon comfort in this life now has only torment and agony. And from his parched throat, he calls out across the gulf, begging Abraham to send Lazarus to him with just the smallest kindness. 
with just the tiniest amount of comfort, just to dip his finger in the water so that he can just have a drop. But Abraham stands there and announces the gulf that is fixed. There is no way from here to there. And there is no way from there to here. And if we, dear saints, are tempted toward the rich man kind of life and away from the condition of Lazarus, that temptation is being assaulted in the text by Jesus. Because the rich man in his death loses everything and he loses it forever. And Lazarus, who had nothing, has great comfort. And he has that comfort forever. And what's the difference? I mean, how is it that we would end up with Lazarus and not with the rich man when we die? That's sorted out in this conversation between the rich man and Abraham. Abraham, as, as the rich man is asking for this kindness and for a drop of water on the tip of of Lazarus' finger, uh, Abraham says, Child, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things, but now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides this, between us and you is a great chasm that's fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may come across from there to us. And he, the rich man, said, Then I beg you, Father, Send him, Lazarus, to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that they, that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And he said to them, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. So what's the difference? What is the difference between the rich man and between Lazarus? What's the difference between going to heaven and going to hell? What's the difference between everlasting torment and eternal peace with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? It's Moses and the prophets. It's having them, hearing them, believing the promise of God in the Holy Scriptures. The rich man doesn't believe it. He thinks that it will take a miracle for them to believe. But faith does not come by seeing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. And in this we see the difference between Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus had Moses and the prophets. Lazarus had the word and promises of God. Lazarus had faith in the Messiah. So it comes down to this. This rich man had everything. Everything in life. Everything but Jesus. And Lazarus had nothing but Jesus. And the rich man in death lost everything. But Jesus kept Lazarus through death, even to life everlasting. 
And dear saints, all of this is being brought into our ears and our hearts this morning from Jesus so that in the midst of our chasing after the rich man kind of life and despising the Lazarus kind of life, Jesus will cut through all of it and tell us what matters. There is more to this life than all of the stuff of this life. In fact, the stuff of this life matters very little. The rich man's food, the rich man's robes, the rich man's house, these are all lost. And Lazarus's sores and Lazarus's empty stomach and Lazarus's dogs, these are all lost. But Jesus remains. And his word remains. And those who cling by faith to his word, these also remain. So, dear saints, you have Jesus. And Jesus has you. And even if in this life you have nothing else, this is what matters. He is your treasure. He is your life and your joy and your comfort and your peace. Jesus is your Savior, the one who forgives your sins, the one who calls you his friend. He is the one who has baptized you, and he is the one who will keep you to the end even to the joys of the resurrection and the life everlasting, so that by Him we one day will be gathered to all the saints, to Lazarus, our brother, to all those who had nothing with Jesus, nothing but Jesus. And we will rejoice eternally with Him. This is our confidence. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.